Welcome to episode yeah. one of Wander and Keith's unnamed, unscheduled, and unformatted podcast. We've got this completely figured out, as you can tell. And yes. we're we're basically handling this the same way we handled Let's Playing, I'm sure, which was just to jump in and figure <laughs> it out afterwards. <laughs> hey Keith, are you busy on Sunday night? No? Okay, let's play some Divinity. Yeah, that's how we that's how that whole series has happened somehow. And somehow it hasn't been cancelled <laughs> like all the other ones. I don't it's know what impressive. our lives are. I mean, it's two of us, and it's convenient. Yeah. And there's not weird impediments to co-op, like that Bloodborne series that will never see the light of day. Oh, here's a fun question on that topic, Wander. Literally the first question okay. I'm seeing in my chat is, when are you going to play World of Warcraft again, Wander? Uh, Sh Shell wants to? <laughs> I wouldn't mind. Um, So, kind of whenever. I don't know. I'm probably not going to stream it, but the interest is there. And then I looked at your chat and saw, will Keith betray you somehow during this? <laughs> after, I asked, <laughs> after I asked you that question. <laughs> I mean... With the, with the delay, they didn't know that that, was, that it happened yet. But <laughs> literally the first question is backing you into a corner about one of our many cancelled MMO shows where I, I, you guys I wander I would rather off. bring World of Warcraft back than uh, play more Wildstar. I liked Wildstar's aesthetic but you'd, that was you'd not probably worth... prefer to bring wow back because it's the only one of those three mmos on your channel right yes uh it's also the easiest game to play like out of all of the ones we had because it was such a smooth um it was such a smooth smooth process going through like the dungeons got kind of messy occasionally but for the most part it's like all right get a quest walk off kill things talk about shit for three hours straight we're done I'd say, like, the, I'd say wild... the story made it easier too, because it was just text boxes you could kind of ignore. Because yes, Wildstar Tor... was really hard to do, but Tor was like impossible because it was just tons of exposition. And to be honest, like for even like for a Bioware game in particular, super dialogue heavy, but kind of really boring in its writing. Yes, <laughs> it's more yes. verbose than meaningful. And then you just have four people you put together, and they're all just staring at their screen in awe. Until someone spawns naked in a scene, and then that's the <laughs> centerpiece of the yes. entire session. <laughs> I've got the footage ready for that. I'll send it over tonight. Behind uh, the curtain. See. Uh, following that, will we play RuneScape? I played RuneScape in high school when I was yeah, trying I played to a shit ton of to not be in a class. Basically, <laughs> I played a shit ton of RuneScape when I was in um when I was in middle school. I think I got up past level hundred. Did I was that, very did that game ever myself. get more interesting than just being a proto Facebook game? I really enjoyed doing the quests because they were at least trying to be fun and interesting and you had to do puzzles and stuff. Hmm. And I made like $300 doing quests for people that I knew. I honestly don't think I found a quest in that game. I think I just found mining. <laughs> you were never a member. Like all the good quests you actually had to pay oh, to get right. access to. It's one of the first free-to-play yeah. games. <laughs> yeah, me membership had... Uh, actually, a fair amount of ben benefits for the game, and it was really cheap at the time. Yeah, it's just it's it's know. funny seeing such an early example of that. It's like how people get mad yeah. about paid content on video content on the internet, but like Rooster Teeth has had sponsorships for like fifteen years now. Yeah, which is just crazy. I mean, to good see. for them; they're a massive company. Uh, let's see. I guess we should probably mention like all these uh, questions we're responding to are either live or brought in from videos. So if you guys. Mm -hmm. Listen to this and want us to answer more questions. Ask us questions, please. 
The best part about this uh, video is going to be watching my weird tick where I blink too hard and my eyebrows move. That happens when I know someone's looking at me. <laughs> weird. I just realized my face cam was like two pixels to the right and it was getting really confusing. I was like, why is, why do I have like black bars on the side? Oh, it's just been moved in the wrong direction. Missed. How dare you call okay. yourself a professional YouTuber, Twitcher, Tuber, I, Tuber. You know what? I barely use webcam. I, I bought one because a lot of people wanted me to get one. And then I stopped using it when XSplit started dying on me. Because it wasn't worthwhile. Uh, let's see. Okay. Um, I guess switching topic back to Souls. What's the hardest Dark Souls boss for you? And I'm going to include Demon Souls as well. And seeing Bloodborne? As at least we can talk about them. No, I haven't played Bloodborne, so I can't. Oh. I'm just going to stare at you blankly if you respond with anything there. Does it have to be a boss? <laughs> okay. Uh, what, what's, what's not a boss? I think, so hard. I think the hardest thing in Dark Souls period is the uh, a place called the Frigid Outskirts in the Ivory King DLC for Dark Souls 2. Which contains no boss in the part that actually is difficult. It's just Is this just evil. the one with all the ice dudes that hit you a bunch and like shoot ice at you? Because Bird and I just did this last night and I'm trying to remember what was so hard about it. Uh, was it a blizzard? Yeah, like it was snowing the entire time. Yeah. It's just a nightmare. Huh. Especially if you're solo. It's just the most aggravating thing of trying to run through this place that takes like 10 minutes to run through so that you can get to a boss that's a double boss and then they your chances are of beating a double boss is always kind of up in the air because there's, a, you know there's some random elements there. We might have missed that because we, we fought the tiger and then we fought the king and got our ass kicked. So now we have to go find the... Couple of nights, so that might be an area we haven't been to yet. Oh yeah, you've never, you haven't been there yet, then. Huh? Yeah, because every DLC has three bosses. That's the optional co-op area, and all three, all three DLCs have an optional co-op area that's kind of not great. Like it's a gauntlet of way too many enemies, followed by a boss that's either, let's see, one boss, one boss was NPC enemies. One of them was a reskin of the main game boss, and the other one was a reskin of a boss from the same DLC, basically. So they're not original content very much, but it's just it's just a mean area. Okay. I'll have to take a look at it, because I've never seen that. Yeah. And now, we, we now went Chad through the entire wise wonder doing a podcast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we... I want... I like podcasts. I want to do more of them. They do well when I put them up. It's just a matter of, like... Uh, when do we do them? And the answer was, Fridays kind of work, especially if everybody else leaves. Yeah. Let's see. Chat wants to know when we're going to do a fighting game. I challenge you to, to dead or alive and nothing else ever. <laughs> I don't have it. That's my only corner. Is it even on okay. PC yet? <laughs> I mean, we could do like, yeah, there is one. We could, but we could technically you face off on the free, th the free version that's on PS4. <laughs> See, I was thinking we should get Dive Kick. Like a two-pack of Dive Kick, and that'll be our fighting game. I think... Oh, yeah, dive, does Dive Kick have online? Yeah, it's, it's got online... Fun. It's got online versus, and it looks really fun. Dive Kick is so, super like, fun. That that would be the one to go with. Either that or uh, Lethal League, if you wanted to try that. Yeah, but it's I'd super dodgeball advanced Dive Kick. I have a lot kick. more... I have a lot more practice with uh, Lethal League. Let's see. Um... 
I've, I guess my next one is, do you watch other Let's Plays, and who's your favorite Let's Player? The Inevitable. We actually shared a lot of overlap yeah. there. Or at least we did when you yeah. visited last year. It's true. Because we, I think we both uh, watch Achievement Hunter Let's Plays, and we both watched Game Grumps. Yes. Yeah. I've actually completely stopped watching Achievement Hunter. Uh, now that Ray's gone, there's some like weird level of magic that has just disappeared <laughs> for me. Which is weird, because he barely said anything. Yeah, I don't get that. I just need Ryan but, in my life. Ryan was pretty good. <laughs> I, I really liked their Legend of the Hidden Temple thing. But I don't know. I also consistently I, watch Gold Vision, but the level of Let's Play-ness varies from video to video for that series. I, I need to watch more Gold Vision because he has the actual uh, the actual channel. Oh, yeah. Right. Like and his spin, he has a spinoff channel called uh, Planet Space Coffee, which is just a lot of really funny like highlight yeah. moments that from a weird collaboration sessions which are which yeah, is fantastic and no one watches it <laughs> i i i really loved his like original just like stupid planet side 2 videos uh and i always wanted to do something similar uh, let's see uh well, my favorite let's player is danny sexbang absolutely i don't like i don't like aaron that much i don't like ross that much danny's amazing Barry is okay. It took me Ross, like, holy shit. It took me two weeks to realize that John was replaced by someone I liked even more than John on Game Grumps. <laughs> See, I, I just watch Game Grumps every once and I'm like, you know, I'm just really disappointed that there's no John Dan. Oh, yeah. There, there, there was a weird little reunion moment, though, recently. Did you see that? No, I didn't see it at all. Um, I feel like this is spoilers for something, so I'll tell you about it after the podcast, actually. Okay. But, okay. Uh, there was, yeah, there was an interesting moment recently, but that's, could ruin videos for someone. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I'll have um, to go watch more Game Grumps. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've been reading a lot of books lately, so I haven't been watching any, any Let's Plays. Now they're asking why Ray left Achievement Hunter. I don't think we're the people to ask for that necessarily. Yeah. I mean, ultimately he made more money. He makes more money streaming. Yeah. And he has a lot more creative control. That's it. I think it's the same thing that happened when John John Tron left Game Grumps, where the unless he gets the specific, if you, unless you get a specific answer from just him, it's dangerous to speculate because yes, people spent like two years freaking out about conspiracies about like what was going on between Ego Raptor and John Tron when he left that group. When at the end of the day, he was moving to the side of the country and was probably just planning on doing other shit with his life because people so do things. <laughs> I'm going to skip ahead to, like, question number wherever on the list uh, about if we ever have a gaming house. Uh, one, we should probably talk about that ish. But yeah. uh, if we ever, like, disband the gaming house, we need to come up with, like, just the stupidest, like, oh, no. most convoluted reason for everybody dissolving and, oh, like, no. not talking to each other again. And it'll, it'll all somehow still be bird lore. Yeah, probably. Everything's bird lore even, when you come down to it. Even if we don't, Even if we don't talk to bird anymore, it was bird's fault. Like on on that topic though, like like freaking uh, trying to come up with theories why why Ray leaves Achievement Hunter or like John Tron leaves Game Grumps is like it's it'd be like freaking out over like why I left Sad Games when at, yeah. the, at the end of the day I just I got a job and I moved like away and that's that's just how normal life works. It's super boring. <laughs> it seems like it was a good decision from like a channel perspective though. You've been doing a hell of a lot more like stuff. Oh yeah, I just I can't on your own. I can't reasonably drive 
uh, and at were both ways just to do a collaboration sessions on a weekly basis while doing a personal channel and having the job itself. It's yeah. just boring adult stuff. And that's the death of friendships. Yay. <laughs> yeah. I also personally think everybody in like a YouTube group should just have their own channel. And if you do a collab, you just... Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's the, that's the biggest takeaway I got from doing sad games is... Yeah. Group stuff's great. And it's great to have someone else there to motivate you, which is the primary reason to do a channel together is the idea of like, you feel somewhat obligated to work together with somebody. But at the end of the day, there's so much dispute over like who has control over what and like who gets yeah. the channel at the end of the day or who makes final executive decisions or there's even just moments where even if you give someone if you, you give someone editing duty and then you see the final video and you're like, what did you do? And you just get frustrated by other people's decisions, but that's just part of working with people all the time. That's why it's always great to, to the fact that we just give each other copies of videos half the time and just we do with them as we please. I'm insulting you mildly in chat. Oh, yeah, I, Somebody I, asks I see it. I see it. Who is more entertaining, entertaining, Bird or Keith? Bird's funnier, but Kef is a better Let's Player. Although I do have a literally a direct line to uh, Bird's funny bone. Like, every other stream we do, I will say something and he'll be the only person that laughs. And that'll happen, like, five yeah. times in a row. <laughs> so, I, I know exactly what works on him somehow. Yeah, I, I was actually... I, I heard that comment on one of our previous videos and went back and watched it. And it's like, yeah, it's weird. Oh, yeah. It's because he gets me. Yeah. Part of it is that you're a shut-in that, what, that does anime and video games. So, a lot of the stuff will just be like, nope. <laughs> I don't get it that is... reference. I'm Captain America. It is true. I am. Um, <laughs> I have not been outside much recently. For any reason. I got a weird. Uh, I got it's... a weird question. Okay. Okay. So, I wonder if I should check who this one was really quick. Let's see. This question's from Mister Blocks Gaming, and he misspelled my name when he tried to tag me with the Google Plus thing. But then he responded to his own comment to tag me again and misspelled it again. That's interesting. But, All uh, right, Koof. But the comment is, uh, number one, are you looking for a subordinate? Number two, how far do you go? How far do you plan on going to you on YouTube? And number three, if you plan to have a subordinate, how many would you have? Subscribers who backseat gaming, chat, skyping, or people who just ha help you with recordings, like filler people. I don't even. This is weird. A little bit. <laughs> So you're gonna enjoy seeing that when it comes through on the uh, face yeah. cam side of thing. Uh, were you watching? So, were, you, were you just making faces in reaction to that one? I, yeah. Oh god, questions like that really hurt. Yeah, it, uh, it is kind of like the usual thing of like when someone, it's like, man, I love your stuff. It seems like you'd be someone to great to chill with. I sent send me a friend request on PlayStation Four, and I, I'll join you on your Dark Dark Souls show. And it's like you always have to, or like when you're. You're streaming and your various people watching your stream want to join your multiplayer session right then and there. That kind of stuff. Yeah. It's like, well, like, you don't... Sometimes it works. We brought on um, we brought on a viewer I mean, earlier for Paladins. Technically, Roxy his... and Purple are viewers that came in. Uh, it's true. Um, I mean, really, the general requirement is we have to need you for some reason. And mm -hmm. you have to be decent. Like, before I ever played with um, Roxy, I spent, like, four hours playing ro uh, RoboCraft silently with her and just listening to her commentate with one other guy. Huh. 
and she was really good. And you, I was like, you, all right, you well, Andrewed her <laughs> pretty much. Well, so this was at 7 a.m. I had just finished streaming for 10 hours. I didn't want to talk. Oh, you were, I, you were just I wasn't you were just hanging out and it was coincidence that you were kind of vetting someone. Yeah. Yeah. It works. But um uh for me the issue is I, just that I don't subordinate's weird because I don't have yeah. I don't I I don't make money enough or have a scale enough to have any need for like underlings. Like I don't I don't need like a personal let's play bitch or the, anything like that. But also, the only underling I would ever need would be a part-time like PR representative to get me games, but that happens yeah. already, so I don't need it. Like a like lot of editing, let's players could use an uh, depending on the situation, like an editor or a PR person yeah. to do it, just like get their games slash help like with the video uh, bandwidth, basically. But yeah, yeah. Like, let's play that. You don't just like randomly pick one up for that kind of stuff, and. Uh, Getting someone for filler content's weird because when you when you have a personal channel like you and I both have channels that are primarily just us, and then we'll randomly yeah, do getting multiplayer anybody stuff. to like do a video for you on your channel would be bad. Yeah, because like no one wants that person or knows who that person is, and even our multiplayer stuff, people often complain about the other people in the multiplayer sessions and our multiplayer yeah. stuff. Despite being really fun, and some people really like it, other uh, they're often noticeably less uh, viewed than our solo stuff on our channels. So there's yeah, not much incentive uh, to try to do this whole concept. And if I want to just do collaborative stuff, I can always just <clears throat> I can always hit up you or Andrew or Bird. So yeah, we don't even people. have enough time to do our Monster Hunter series, yeah. much less uh yeah, with with the full time and everything. Like I spend we meet up like once a week to do like a four hour session of Divinity, and that's the total yeah. of my collaborations for the week, and then I go back to yeah. everything else. That's like what yeah. I've got in me. Uh, Hidden Soldier asks for PC advice. You're gonna want to ask. You're gonna want to actually say the question first. I can't. <laughs> I can't just. Yeah. I can't just give blanket advice. Make your own one. Look for sales. Good luck. Uh, PC build a PC is a really good subreddit. Yeah, read it. Probably. I, I'm uh, not a good person to ask for PC advice. Uh, do you know much yeah. about PC technical stuff, really? Yeah, I actually, can... I've built. Seven computers now. Okay, and three servers, and managed a lot of. For an I, art I student, I have a lot of hard software. drive stuff. Yes, uh, let's see. I know. Uh, top I know 10 what you games need to of... let's play, and that's it. <laughs> top ten games of 2015. Let's boil it down to like two or three. Top ten. Yeah, people, people I, script I thinking... those videos. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just gonna be the first um... ten I can think of. <laughs> Yeah, I'm thinking. Oh, shit. What came out in... I'm just going to list off games that I really liked. You know what? I'm going to look at my playlists, uh, and I'm just going to go from that, because I generally played my favorite games from 2015. That's exactly what I'm thinking, yeah. I mean, the, in okay. 2015 specifically, I basically haven't played video games, besides what I'm playing on the channel. The, yeah. The hard part I... is the break, the, the, the splitting point between 2015 and 2014. Yeah. Uh, and like, early access, if that's involved. Like... Dragon Age was 2014, right? But Witcher's um, 2015? Yeah. Uh, Dragon Age was last November. So Okay. So I would say there. my favorite games of 2015 are uh, Metal Gear Solid Five, The Phantom Pain, Soma, uh, Bloodborne, and Witcher 3, and Undertale so far. Yep. 
because Undertale's fantastic. Undertale is Undertale is really well done. And so much is one of my longer. favorite sci-fi stories I've li- his, heard in a, in a while, which automatically ranks it immediately, even if there's a f- like at least two too many monsters in that game. Okay, I've got uh, Chroma Squad, and I need to play that still. It's so good. It's like really campy and really stupid, but that's why it's good. Just to be clear, um, shit. Um, Talos Principle and Grimrock 2 are both last year, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, that would those would have ranked. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, Weirdly, Darkest Dungeon so, is going to be a 2016 game. <laughs> I I would count Darkest Dungeon as a 2015, just because Early Access came out this year. Like, it's been around. Uh, Gilded Dungeoneering. Gilded Dungeoneering was really good. That's alright, yeah. Um. A little too random for me. Yeah. The fact, yeah, kinda. The, the fact that nothing was permanent besides what you were adding to your deck was kind of a bummer. A bummer. And at least when I played, I think there was no way to remove things from your deck. Right? Uh, no. Yeah, there weren't. So if you bought stuff and it was a bad idea to buy it for your for your particular strategies you were using, you were kind of permanently uh, damaging your campaign? S- sort of. I mean, really, you just had to make sure you get the right equipment along the way and mm-hmm. cheesing it. Like, if you, if you knew what you were doing... Um, oh, yeah. Once I realized I, that a healing at full health gave you more hearts, I was like, oh, oh yeah. well, I get this game now. <laughs> so there was a tier two class called the Alchemist who increased all healing by one. I went through the entire DLC with one guy. Hmm. Yeah, it was incredibly so you just never overpowered. Died a single time. Uh, pretty much, yeah. It huh. was really ridiculous uh, to the point where like, I fought a boss with no equipment because the character derped out and I still won. Hmm. Um. That was really fun. I definitely did. See, I did at least one of the worlds of that game, but I kind of petered off just because no one was watching it. But that was a fun yeah, game. It's definitely not like some I, games I've played where I have to keep, I kind of have to fight my way through the game out of spite. <laughs> Type zero. I'm going to check Guild of Dungeoneering. Uh, I'm still on the first page for Guild of Dungeoneering, so I had a lot of views hmm. for that. I ended up getting pushed out by Bear Taffy, Blitz Kriegslayer. Jesse Cox and Total Biscuit. All those annoying and big people. Good for him. But yeah, is well, is Disgaea I mean, still, still occupied entirely by the two of us? Uh, because last time I checked, if you look up Disgaea, like Let's Play Disgaea Five on, yep, I look, I'm looking up Let's Guy, Let's Play Disgaea Five right now on a uh, YouTube, and it, every single thumbnail is you or me, which is amazing because yeah, I'm most, I'm playing your copy it, of the game, so it's one copy yeah. of the game dominating the entire front page. It's mostly you, from what I can tell. Oh yeah, there's a lot of pink on there. Yeah, which is weird, but whatever. We'll never fully understand how it works. Yeah, we won't. We we can pretend to, and we can tell people on let's on Reds, on the Let's Play subreddit that we might know what we're doing, but no one fully I've understands the alchemy up on behind that search results. Let's see. Out of my group, who would I want to be with if I was stranded on an island? I'd probably just drown myself. We weren't. We're not making it out of that. What's on an island? If we're stranded on an island, what happens? Are we supposed to bring stuff with who, us? Who do we? Just one person from our group. Just who one person. Oh, from our group. Oh, you yeah. guys all suck. No. Yeah, exactly. We'd That's all horrible. die. Like I might as well just drown and be done with it because we're not going to make it one way or another. I mean, Andrew's really skinny. He probably couldn't fight back. It's true. But then you. But then, what? How much pocket meat pack? do you get from that? Does pocket pack work? Does pocket He's probably pack got count? the most. 
Is he still alive? I don't, know. I don't actually know. Uh, last I heard, he was filing for bankruptcy, which made me feel really bad. Oh, so he's only dead yeah. on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh. horrible. Yeah. Uh, and then I guess my last game would probably be Cryptarch, just because I think Cryptarch is really... Cryptarch. Snazzy. It's a really good roguelike. That was the roguelike uh, scavenging game, right? Yeah. Yeah, I did not sort of. that. I, I had to separate it in my head yeah. from the one where you're a, a mech running around in a city. Oh, yeah, that one that I never played. Notice how neither of us said Fallout. It's okay. It's, it's exactly Fallout. It's okay. That is an okay game. It yeah. sure is okay. I I would say oh, Xenoblade, but that game makes me incredibly angry, like, I, all the time. I had to get back on one of my roommates because I was mentioning that, uh... I, I was incorrectly saying that Undertale was the highest rated game on Metacritic this year. That's actually... It's outranked by a few things, but... His, his immediate response was like, how is that possible? It's it's a Fallout year. And I'm like, well, well Fallout 4 is Fallout 4, Bethesda though. Like, it, it sure is all right. <laughs> Bethesda was great, but it hasn't improved. It got worse. It actually, yeah. it's worse now. Like, that yeah. Fallout 4 is in many ways a worse game than Fallout 3 was. Like, I would, yes. that, that's, that's highlighted by the fact that Shadow Scythe sponsored me playing Fallout 3 for a few episodes before 4 came out. And, like... At the beginning of that game, minor spoilers for the for optional stuff in Fallout 3, a game from 2007, you're warned, or 2008. But uh, you get to Megaton. Everyone everyone knows at this point that you can basically blow the place up. But I get the solicit... The guy solicits me to blow this place up. I don't have the stats to actually be able to arm the bomb because my character is stupid and lucky and agile. So I go find... the I, I find out the guy at the bar has a drug addiction... I, I, I interrogate him and blackmail him. I agree to meet him at nighttime in the water in the water room. I take I get the stuff from him and then I, I murder him for the drugs that make me smarter. Use the brain drugs to hack into the bomb and then go off to Tenpenny Tower to watch it explode in this crazy explosion. And that was my something that happened in that game. In Fallout 4, you walk to various towns and someone says to go clear a place. And the game gives yeah. you four dialogue options and you can basically say yes sarcastic yes or no which actually means yes and you just you just do tasks and you can't do anything interesting for almost any of the quests and it's like this is this sure is a game that's a series of checklists like it is the assassin's creed of fallout games and it's a good game overall but man it is the assassin's creed of fallout games where you just get a map covered in stuff and it's like i'm gonna do those things on the map yep. and then you're out of stuff to do and that's that's I mean, the it game definitely... <laughs> does do better things like i like the gun customization better uh i don't like the piecemeal armor that pisses me off to no end because it all looks stupid but you need I to was really put off by the fact that wearing the good armor. armor in that game isn't actually full armor or like full yeah. limbs even i i don't know if you've ever seen my character but he looks like a retarded spaceman oh, and yeah. it annoys me to no end because it's like i want to have a character in like a duster with like Metal plating that I slapped on the shoulders for extra defense. Not Fallout jumpsuit plus weird belts and, like, padding. Which is weirdly more defensible. And I don't like that. Oh, yeah. It's it's weird that you wear some random piece of regular clothes, basically. Like the Fallout jumpsuit or Raider leathers or I'm wearing athletic yeah. gear, which is the baseball uniform. And then you put, like, three little plates on your skin. And that's that's your armor. <laughs> Like, it covers a piece of my shoulder. It's like, 
that's my armor I'm spending all this time customizing that keep that leaves like 70 to 80% of my body totally just nude. <laughs> it's actually yeah. really bothersome because at first I didn't understand what was going on. So I'm like, I'm wearing full armor right now. Why am I naked? Like I had to yeah. figure out how to put on underclothes because wearing yeah. a full set of armor it's not basically even obvious. isn't clothed. You can't sort by part. The fact that you can't sort by part bothers me to no end. It's like, can I just look at shoulder pads so I can compare all of them? No. Hmm. Chat's saying that mods would make the game better, but mods aren't going to make the game have better story. Like, it's yeah. not going to make the game more of a role-playing game unless of a check-off-this-list-of-tasks-you-can-do li game. I definitely don't give a shit about the any of the uh, characters or quests. So, I, I, like, I, you want to hear, like, a, a sequence of events where, like, all NPC interactions broke down for me, and I just was mad okay. at the game? So, I went into a vault... And there's people in the vault, and because the door was open when I came in, a cat was going to run away. One character yes. was like, hello, cat. Oh, no, what are you doing up here? No, come back. And then the cat starts running yep. away. And then I know exactly what you're talking about. A millisecond later, before the cat even passes this character, there's a character in the hallway that is sitting there saying, oh, no, the cat got away. Yep. Aaron's going to be so sad. I had the so exact sad. same thing happen. The cat was... Uh, bugged running into a wall next to him. Yeah, the cat's just stand. It's right there, and they're like, "Oh no, he's awake." Aaron's gonna be so sad. It's so. It's definitely dead out there on the waste. I'm like, "It's right in front of you. Just grab it. It's a cat." But then I went out to get the cat later on, and it's just outside. You just talk to it, and it, it magically goes all the way back to the vault when you talk to it for one second. Oh, you actually got a quest to send the cat back in? Yeah. I went into if, that vault. I you, spent an hour the, in there. If you talk to the girl, she gives you the quest to get it back. I did. She, did, she didn't. Here, oh, here's the what's only... magical. Everyone in the entire vault instantly knows the cat's gone because it's a massive global tragedy. So if you go straight to the basement, they're already complaining about how sad the cat's gone. The kid that's touring you around the entire vault has no idea the cat's gone, and there's a sudden reveal in a conversation that where he finds that out when he's the only person somehow that doesn't know. But then I go get the cat, I send him back with one click, and he runs in a perfect line back to the vault. And then a raider, someone runs up to me, "Oh my God, raiders are killing us! You got to help us!" And then he just slowly starts walking towards Diamond City, completely neutral. And I talk to him again. He's like, "I should check out Diamond City." I'm like, this is not a, this is not role playing. This is not, <laughs> this is yeah, not an immersive there, world. These are weird droid there people. No, there's no immersion. I, I feel like there are a lot of quests that could have been interesting, and they're just not. The fact like, that they decide to put synths in this game as a weird undercurrent race is like self parody because you'll never be able to yeah. identify them. <laughs> it's impossible. Yes, because everyone acts like a been... synth. <laughs> yep. I had high hopes, and then it seemed like it was meaningless. I, I'm at the point where you have to make the decision between all of the factions, like which is the one you want to support. And oh, I've yeah. actually stopped playing because I don't give enough of a shit about anybody to make a decision. And so I was like, I'm just going to think about this for a week. I haven't played in over a month. Yeah, I, you I haven't played footage. Fallout a single time in over a month? Wow, you really binged that game. Yeah, I really did. I was... Wow. Well, if you remember, my computer was having, like, a really hard time with, like, footage and rendering and everything. So, like, the only game I could play was Fallout. And I only emotionally was ready to play Fallout. So I played, like, 40 hours of Fallout in two weeks. A lot of content. Especially because I don't cut out much. Oh, uh, yeah. Let's see. And there's let's, a lot uh, you switch can cut gears out. Away. <laughs> Yeah, let's switch, switch gears away from Fallout for a bit. Uh, favorite food to cook and eat. 
to cook and eat. I mean pizza. Uh, <laughs> my my favorite food to cook is chili because I make a really really good vegetarian chili. I like and to make then... Alfredo chicken pizza. I can't make pizza. Anytime I try and make pizza, the the crust is disappointing. Last time I got I a I uh, tomato paste pieces. and started spooning out chunks of it all over the t- the uh, the uh, pizza, and they like turned into little chunks everywhere. They like they hardened up that and crusted up that way, and it was amazing. Hmm. Actually, when I was in Croatia, they had uh, pizu dough, and it tasted like breadsticks, but like the really, really high-end breadsticks, but it was pizza crust. Yeah. And you just roll it out and bake it, and it was so good. Let's see. Uh, Korak, I'm going to go ahead and skip on fuck, marry, kill questions, <laughs> just, yeah, in, just as a general rule. Uh, will or, you ever or play you DS rather... or 3DS games? Can't. The hardware is expensive and it's not worth it. I would love to play 3DS games, but yeah, you have to buy special also, hardware. And I hear that it has a tendency to break relatively quickly, yes. which means you just have to buy another one. Because yep. I, wa- I want to play Fire Emblem. Also, fuck Nintendo. Just saying that now. Uh, oh. Did you hear <laughs> that they copyright claimed my uh, my Xenoblade video because their logo showed up for half a second? Did they really? Yep. Oh, wow. I didn't know that was even a thing. Yep, it is. Fuck Nintendo. I'm not going to ever play a first-party Nintendo game. Yep. And see, seeing as that's a lot of like handheld stuff, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, that's rough. Nintendo's really problematic and shitty about everything. It makes me not want to deal with any of their stuff very much. But also, on the handheld topic, besides the hardware thing, it's just... It kind of sucks to sit there and hold a handheld and stare at it for like hours at a time. Yeah. It's not a yeah. good way like, to I'm play o- video games. I, w- I really, okay I really wish there the- weren't exclusives. I'm okay with it with, like, a Wii U gamepad, because it's huge. I wish it fit my hands a bit better, but... You also rarely have to stare at the Wii U gamepad for the entirety of gaming sessions. It's true. Well, uh, for Monster Hunter and uh, Xenoblade, I'll actually carry my gamepad up to my room and, like, play it in the other end of the house. Which feels really good (laughs) for, like, a console game, because it's gorgeous. Oh, let's see. Have you ever tried Hero Siege? We've actually tried Hero Siege before, but its net its online netcode is so bad that every other time we did anything or touched walls or stuff, like three people in, ch- in the lobby's games would crash. So, it's not very well put together. I tried doing it then offline with Andrew, which is a decent little local experience, but then we just lost all the footage to it. So, twice burned, no more Hero Siege, probably. <laughs> I'll probably give it a shot in like a couple months again. Yeah. But, eh, we got a lot of other things that I'd rather do. There's definitely times where some, if something goes wrong enough times with the game, you just start doing something else inevitably when you're Let's Playing. Yep. And it just kind of goes away forever. I don't, I don't know if you heard, but two weeks ago, finally killed Gmod permanently. What happened that? StarCraft 2. StarCraft 2, you said? You, you remember your issues with StarCraft 2? Oh, you just suddenly, it stopped working for you all of a sudden? Could uh, I would join a server for five minutes, game would crash. I would start a server, game would crash. Uh, and now whenever I open it up, it game crashes. All right. Yeah, technical problems are really weird to try to diagnose sometimes. For those who don't know, that we, a while ago we tried to do a StarCraft II session, and, and everyone else was running it fine. When I would try to launch the game, my entire computer would ju- immediately rocket to 100% processing usage and would just sit there 
and not do anything for like 10 minutes, then finally load the lobby and it would either crash or I could try to join. And after like half an hour, I was able to successfully join a game, at which point the game run like fucking butter because it's from 2010. But yep. whenever I was in a lobby, it was suddenly like the most impossible to run thing ever when it's just a blank space background and some menus. It's like sometimes you just don't know what's going wrong. Yeah. Okay, next question. What was your intro to gaming? PC, consoles, handhelds? Definitely And consoles. then the first game you got into. Consoles for you? It was PC for me. Uh, I think it was Duck Red Hunt. Alert and Mega Man X at the same time. I bought them on the same day and played the shit out of both. Did Red Alert and Mega Man? Yep. Mega Man was on PC? Yeah, yeah. Mega Man X and Mega Man X4 at the very least. Wait, that's that's how you started gaming? Yeah. Well, okay. So that, that, that's relatively yeah. late then, huh? Uh, I was three. Wait. X4 I got later. I must but have X no was... idea how old these games are. <laughs> Mega Man X is ancient. Okay. For some reason, I thought it was newer than it was. I guess it was a Super Nintendo game, huh? Oh, you know what? I might have been like five. Sorry. I think I nope. played X on a PlayStation 1, so I thought it was... And yeah. back then, I thought it so was on the PlayStation 1. But Mega it, but Man it is X a Super came Nintendo out game. in 1993 in Japan. It doesn't say when it came out in the U.S., so I don't have super specific memory, but at some point my parents came home with a Nintendo Entertainment System with the Duck Hunt Mario com combination cartridge and nin I Ninja Gaiden. I played a lot of Ninja Gaiden as a kid. And I don't think we made it very far in it because it's Ninja Gaiden, but back then I don't think I had a concept of making it far in games anyway. Yeah. Uh, I played I played through the entirety of the Red Alert campaign before I could even read, which was actually kind of hard. Hmm. Sort of. Before you, you lose read. a lot of backstory. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's, Same thing that's with hard Man, to actually. conceptualize, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think before that I had played stuff like Dig Dug because my dad had a computer with a ton of like freeware shareware games. Because my dad never bought games. Like my parents are famously stingy to the point where like it unnerves Shell. Ah. Uh, so except for Red Alert. And uh, Mega Man, those are the only games I bought between the ages of, like, three and eight years old. Um, and it wasn't until I got a Game Boy that we actually started buying games properly. Because you can't freeware, shareware, Game Boy oh, stuff. Oh, right. Yeah. So, parents uh, checks... Your parents encouraged piracy from a young age. Well, it was, like, demos. So we, we had, like, Commander Keen, but it was only the first, like, half of the game. And you you, and you honestly can't tell as a kid for a while. Yeah, I, I couldn't. I didn't give a shit because the higher, like, there was one hard level and it terrified me because there's this, like, magma creature that would jump at you and it would, I just never played it again. I had the demo for Alone in the Dark and it took me a long time to actually learn it was a demo of Alone in the Dark. <laughs> but uh, what, was your, what was your first online game to expand on that? Uh... Wander? Probably Halo Combat Evolved. I genuinely was worried that you were that you, that you disappeared or something. So you wait. No. So you waited all the way until Halo came out on PC. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess that had online. Uh, they added a flame. Wait, no, 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 no. Sorry, my bad. I totally forgot. Starcraft. So much Starcraft. We started in the same territory then. Uh, my first online game was Age of Empires II: The Age of Kings. 
And I, I had no idea how to get the online multiplayer working. Yeah, I, tr I tried playing it without understanding what usernames and passwords even were yet. So I had I don't know what my password was, but my password was whatever my username was supposed to be. And my username was E5G3 because that was what I was trying <laughs> to set the password to be. So I had this impossible Ooh. username that was dumb. But I played for like five minutes and I made it to like the Stone Age or the I think you start at the Dark Age and you go to the Stone Age from there and then like the Steel Age and then the Imperial Age. I'm uh, in the time it took me to get to the Stone Age, I got attacked by someone who had it might have been copper or whatever. Uh, I got attacked by someone who had like a fleet of like 30 Cavaliers you can only build in the Imperial Age. And I, and I got my first taste of micro at the age of like nine and did not yep. understand what happened and just never played again online. <laughs> <laughs> yep yeah uh my friends and i all started playing uh diablo and starcraft together more or less at the exact same time i think i got starcraft first and like i would run down the street to um co coordinate with my friends because this is like back in the days of dial-up i oh, would yeah. sprint down the street to tell them what my game name was and what the password was so they could <laughs> join me and we could play like Evolves and DBZ Arena and stuff like that. So that was it was, was it Diablo one. Well, this was this was StarCraft. Oh right, the I never Starcraft. actually got Diablo. Well, no, I did get Diablo online multiplayer to work, but I never played that with anybody. I played by myself. Find servers where people were hacking and and I just run around stealing all their like duped items. Oh god, <laughs> I played. Uh, I, mean, I, was, I was like nine. I, I didn't experience the. Uh... The modding custom game thing until Warcraft Three, I think, which we went I mean, back to already. That was a pretty good then. time. Yeah, it was pretty fantastic. Uh, you should, uh, you should I mean, see it, if you can get StarCraft Two working because I really enjoyed that night. I mean, Warcraft did make two genres. Yeah, out of that it one, did. the mods for that one game made, gave us tower defense games and MOBAs. <laughs> pretty much, but uh, I mean, I, I, I'd say tower defense spawned from StarCraft more than warcraft but oh yeah yeah semantics definitely my first game i was addicted to as a kid though was uh as the online ones was a uh, diablo 2 lord of destruction yep and that was the game where i was so hooked to it that and it was i had a brother that also played games and he's got hooked to that kind of stuff too so we'd have to fight over the one internet connection on the one computer Ooh. and so we were always our mom who doesn't under, didn't understand the game very well would just ration time like you do 15 minutes then you do 15 minutes which is not how diablo works <laughs> so that was a bad plan but it got to the point where i would secretly sneak down to the bottom floor of the house and i would try to smother the computer with a pillow while i turn on the dial up so i could play it at night when no one's oh, around so i could sneaky. try to mute the sound of the internet going losing its goddamn mind every time you turn it on which I only found out recently, most people or a lot of people could actually like t like type something in and make that never happen again. But that blew my mind. Yeah, I I didn't have to share with my brother. My brother didn't really have a personality until like late middle school. <laughs> so that's that's okay. <laughs> like compared to what my brother is now, you know, uh, was he well data? on his way to. <laughs> No, he was just like, you know, your generic, like, shy kid that doesn't talk much yeah. or do much. He would just sit sit around reading D&D &D books. Oh. And, like... That explains some things. <laughs> yeah. Because of the D&D &D yeah. campaign you're doing right now. Oh, yeah. Um, And huh. I was, like, much more of an alpha personality. I, I don't think I've changed that much personality-wise since. I mean, I but was always a shy I'm... kid, but me and my brother would scream at each other. 
<laughs> no. There was no being reserved around each other. <laughs> Let's see. Uh see what's the next one. Oh yeah, where where did uh we get the idea for the lo- for our logos? Um, our logos? Yeah. I mean Wander I met drew Keith. them. <laughs> yeah, I knew what Keith looked like, so I drew a picture of Keith. We were playing and then, Battle Block Theater, so he made me a yeah. face in the style of the weird little neutral adorable expressions that all the creatures in that have. So I originally had like a black and white icon head. And then I was like, yeah. hey, when it was time to make a banner that was better than the one I had before, I just commissioned uh, Wander to make one that was like that that dumb bland head on top of like a like a detailed like Demon Souls armor in the uh in the uh, in I'm a really dark proud of setting. that, honestly. It's so great. Yeah, that's a, that's probably one of my better like pictures I've ever done. And you've got your robot character because you actually had like a Persona uh, mascot character you designed for your channel. Yeah, I, I think I went. I I think I designed that because I needed something for a thumbnail for oh what was it Dust Force. Which I did like four episodes on, and I'm like, I need a thumbnail, but like all the official art is terrible. So I just drew it, and then I realized like this doesn't even make sense, so I'm gonna make another one. And then by Tower of Guns, the design was a lot more concrete, and it's changed wildly since. Oh yeah. There's there's Except definitely the shifts in your design. I remember your old thumbnails. Yeah. I remember your sleeping dogs and psychonauts thumbnails where you had a circle in the middle of the screen and then a little circle for the number. Yeah. Yeah, those were awful. And you went through, but... like, multiple thumbnails over the course of making your... That bland RPG I forgot the name of that you did 100 episodes on. Oh, um, Amalur. Amalur. I just I just had two. Eventually I painted, like, a really nice landscape. We got game questions. Uh, have you ever played Boogerman? Nope. Nope. Don't even know. I know he's got a big chin. That's about it. Will you ever play Fallout 1 and 2? Uh, maybe... Are you in the same camp of maybe? <laughs> I think that's uh, I think that's the yeah. best answer I can give is that Yeah. Well, the problem is we have to stay relevant yeah. to like we can't just play whatever we want. I'd love to. I my, my like, I always have a goal of having like one series that's some weird like backlog thing, but even yeah. just within the just within the stuff stuff I've played already, like I played Dragon Age Inquisition, so Immediately, I'm like, okay, I, I really got to play Dragon Age 1 and 2 at some point, right? And then Witcher 3, I'm like, I got to play Witcher 1 and 2 at some point, right? I'm like, how long will that take alone? But then, yeah, let's yeah. go play Fallout 1 and 2 and Tactics and 3 and New Vegas and 4. Like, if you look at the games that are currently airing on my channel, except for the roguelikes, Divinity, well, no, Divinity Original Sin, I would say, kind of counts within this. But most of the games that I cover have come out within the past two months generally started week of release uh like you really do need to stay relevant to like grow on youtube more I or less had, like a holy potatoes weapon shop in a long time so or you have like, my I'm... weird situation of just being the only person who covered some old game yeah so i, I was like true. the only person who played shadow tower and then suddenly a lot of people came i mean shadow yeah shadow tower and suddenly a whole bunch of people just start start showing up for Shadow Tower, and I was the only person providing videos. But that was a weird yeah. coincidence. Because, like, right now, I'm airing all of my, like, Dark Souls 2 co-op footage, and it gets really bad views compared to, like, to what would have happened if I put it up, like, two years ago. Oh, yeah. But... 
like it's like the uh the patreon series like we both have a thing where people can kind of pick a series on our patreons and at this point i'm on my fourth show and this one's a bit of an exception because it's it's undertale which is kind of current and there's some demand there are people like bitching that i haven't played it yet basically but other stuff like far cry 4 it's like this is something that was like literally chosen by votes it's a popular vote but it uh, did i say fallout or far, far cry uh far cry 4 it's chosen by a popular vote and then it airs and no one's really watching it because yeah it's not yes. it's not brand new and that's unfortunately how youtube kind of works but we both still try to play what we want here that here and there yeah uh collabs and like really it's collabs are kind of where i i do that as much as i can like i will still do videos on like armello or uh, dark souls or eventually monster hunter i'm just gonna keep saying monster hunter until it happens until it happens right after really divinity we're so close i know <laughs> we're halfway done i've got a i've got to railroad you into only doing one uh rpg with me at a time because we keep we had mistakes before of trying to start multiple at a time and juggling them all at the same time and then I, I it just really means the they none of them go anywhere we just have to we have to just do two-man things it's just a matter Unless of how much time we have not too. a consistent series yeah it's true like I can meet with you like once a week to do Divinity right now while also doing my channel and also having a job, but any more than yeah. that's pretty rough. Let's see. Uh, will we ever do MOBAs? I mean, I played Paladins earlier, but I didn't enjoy the experience too much. I don't play MOBAs on my channel for the same reason why I generally don't play any kind of popular roguelike, which is that the anyone who's going to watch videos of that is way more invested in the game than I am, so they're just going to be furious with the fact that I'm not good at it. Yeah. No one's really even... looking up, like, some noob starts playing uh, uh, MOBA, or just, like, how everyone was mad when I tried doing a video of, like, Hearthstone once, because, like, yeah. I'm not... I don't oh, play man. it every day forever, so everyone's furious with me. And I, because I... we're busy, we can invest 400 hours just out of nowhere to suddenly be good at the game to start making videos. There was a point over the summer where a ton of people were like, Hearthstone, 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 Hearthstone. And then I did, like, one match... And my view count went from 40-something to 10. <laughs> it's the cringe factor. Yeah. Well, it wasn't like fringe factor. Like, people that had been requesting it was like, were like, this is boring. You don't have good cards. And I'm like, I said I it's, don't it's play It's totally this the game. thing of like, what did you expect? <laughs> yeah. It's but, like when someone yeah. asked, it's like when that person I mentioned before asked me to play some obscure racing game called like Assetto Corsetta or something like that and it's oh, like oh yeah one of the if like I really play high that, what do you think is going to happen I'm going to run into a wall for like it's, it's going to be one of those videos where someone immediately turns around and yeah. flips on me and betrays me the moment they see me actually playing the game I hate that in games <laughs> That's Let's what see. happens if I play League of Legends I played League of Legends yep. a couple weeks ago Guess what I still suck at League of Legends I I enjoy playing League of Legends against bots because yeah. that way there's almost no pressure except for the 3v3 map. The bots are weirdly good there and usually I'm playing with my dad or Shell and neither are very good at MOBAs. So it's like a 2v3 with a feeder and then it's just sad. I just uh, like to pretend that I'm Gambit because there's that Twisted Fate card character. Oh yeah. So I, I've, I think uh, I've never played as anyone else. I play as Iron Man. Because Iron Man. Yeah. Okay, got another one. Why did you start YouTube? 
Uh, what do you use to record? And are you ever planning to go full time on YouTube? Yes. <laughs> That's the fantasy, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. So how did you start I, on YouTube, Wonder? I was extremely depressed drawing SpongeBob every day, watching Game Grumps, and I was like, you know what? They seem like they're having fun. I'm gonna have fun. So and that's why I started the story. YouTube. Yeah. And now my entire office know possibly knows that I hated working there. Probably. Because I covered one of their games for like 10, 20, uh, 20 episodes, and they found out halfway through. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people hate most of their jobs, I think. Yeah. So I think I think it's just safe to assume that you're when you're working somewhere, you're surrounded by people who hate being there. It's yeah, it's probably true. a safe outlook to take. Um, I started YouTube. I was taking college courses at the time, and I was just patrolling. I was just going around. What patrolling? What am I talking about? I was going around <laughs> campus, and oh. there would always be those people on the side of the table, like those people would like like set up card tables to like try to talk to you about like Jesus, and there was like big like those like science fair signs people have with the fold-up cardboard and they'd be like showing pictures of like aborted fetuses and stuff like that like just on campus to try to sway the political views of random people they don't know and i just had this weird idea of like what if i had a weird show where you would just talk to somebody and take their opinion seriously and just let them fully explain their point of view and that was like it'd be almost like a weird like almost documentary thing and yeah, this led to the idea of doing a like a sort of like a, pol a political debate show with some friends. So I got together with, with like a bunch of people on uh, on Facebook with like that's Max. That's where I got Andrew and so on. Uh, and we just got together to try to do this thing. But it ended up just devolving immediately to a podcast about nonsense, because that's what happens when you get five people together and no plan and put them in front of a camera. And a few people were disappointed that there was no organization, and it never really came together again, but that was the channel Sit and Discuss. It w and then at, at some point, where uh, Andrew was... He, he played Amnesia the Dark Descent, and did a review that where he said, uh, Play Amnesia, Get Insomnia, was his review of the game. And he, he's, he t they had all these stories about how the game freaked him out so bad, and that CeeLo kept messing with him while he was playing it. So I was like, what if we just recorded you playing that? Wouldn't that be like a funny thing? And that's how yeah. Sad Games happened. Which I didn't realize till afterwards when I made sit discuss into the acronym that it just spelled sad, <laughs> and now we're here more or less. Do you ever go on like Facebook and see people like trying to get into YouTubing and streaming? Oh yeah, like any, absolutely. Any of your friends? They fall flat on their face <laughs> every time. I had, a, I had a friend that was like rapidly trying to get people from uh, their Facebook feed to watch them on Twitch, and I went once, and they were silent with a webcam. <laughs> Letterbox too, because they're using a Mac and Macs don't do sixteen by nine for some bizarre ass reason. Oh no! And it was oh. bad. Uh, my friend Max used to stream every night for like weeks. I even made him custom, like a custom streaming interface for Hearthstone and stuff. But he thought that all that was involved in streaming and growing your channel was to be consistent, basically, and just do it all the time. So he just did it all the time. But he was just sitting there smoking a hookah pipe and like playing hearthstone while camera stared at his blank face and that's all that it was and at some point he and my brother and my brother had this ambitious idea to do a like uh heart is it a heart of the storm no 
heroes heroes of the storm uh yeah centric channel where they they'd have two things like a, there'd be a streaming channel and there'd be like a super intense like guides about individual strategies and characters thing they made it one video in and then the entire thing fell apart yep like that's that's how it goes every time People. i had i had another friend who uh would be like the poster girl for uh boob cam and she was uh she, it just evolved into her just taking selfies with her webcam being like do you think this is a good angle do you think this is a good angle and she asked me for like a ton of advice and i'm like all right i guess here you go and then a little while later i posted that you know here's my channel with 10,000 subs and she's like we should do a collab at some point I'm like, <laughs> that's how it goes every time right yeah. Like at our sizes, that's all we get is we get inbox messages from people spamming us to join their fraudulent networks that take our money for, and don't give us anything <laughs> in return and ask us to do collaborations with them even though we don't have we don't know them at all. And if you look at your channel, which here's a pro tip for people that want to collaborate with people, your channel is your resume. So if yes. it looks like shit and you have 17 unfinished uh, games on your first page, we probably don't want to play with you. But also, Ever. we don't. But most importantly, we don't fucking know you. That's such a big part. Is we don't. You don't just randomly start collaborating with per people that show up in your inboxes if they're the only person that's ever done that. It's just anonymous people, and you're doing a show that people watch for for entertainment. It's just a bad plan. Yeah, I actually don't get a whole lot of collab requests anymore, which I'm kind of okay with. Do you think you've hit the? Do you think five digits makes you unapproachable? Ah, uh, yeah. Actually, they could, be, they could just be afraid of you now. I I do get I do get requests from other YouTubers that are reasonable sizes, but their their like suggested collab times are when I'm asleep because they're all European. Oh, that's a yeah, problem. Yeah, I feel I feel really bad about it, but I'm like I'm not gonna wake up like four hours early just to do a collab because no. I'm gonna be useless because I sneeze until the sun goes down. Like <laughs> I don't know what it is, but because you haven't found a drug I've, that works, right? Yeah, never. Uh, but I have, like, really bad allergies until it gets dark, and then it's all gone. And I have no idea why. Hmm. That is weird, yeah. I just... I would just... I I just get uh, really basic allergy medicine, that the 24-hour pills, and those get me through the entire season whenever that starts happening. And then I'm set. Bummer picking them up all the time, though. But I, I think that's the, uh, on the earlier topic of, like, starting up Let's Play channels, that's basically the cycle you watch. If, if you just see anyone on r slash uh, Let's Play ever, it's basically mm. people really, really, really heavily over-plan and over-analyze how to start Let's Playing, and then they do it yeah. for, like, a week and, and quit. And it's like, yep. really, the important thing is just to try to do it and then not quit immediately. Like, that's 90% of the work of starting your channel. You can figure out all the mistakes you're making afterwards, I think. Like, I did a... Did you did you know about that time I did a, a Q&A where I actually just brought two people that were asking about how to start a channel on and just did a yes. Q&A with them live? Like, one yeah. of them is actually one of my top supporters on Patreon, but also, like, he's done a daily video for, like, months now. Good. Like, he's Good really active. The other guy never made a video. Like, yeah. th th even there, like, even when you get to the point of, like, being on a podcast about how to start a let's play channel you there's no guarantee that person will even make a video like just just making anything is like 90 percent of the effort 
So like step one is make stuff. Step two is then figure out how much you screwed up when you made that first stuff and try to improve that. Yeah. Well, starting and continuing with anything is hard. Uh, I keep wanting to make a game, but I'm already doing effectively like more or less a very intense creative long-term project and doing two of those at the same time would kill me no matter how much I'd want to do multiple of them. But like even oh, yeah. doing one is almost impossible. Like you doing this makes your artwork suffer. Yes. Oh, drastically. I, I did my undertale thumbnail a couple of days ago and it felt really good because I haven't done a whole lot of artwork right lately, but like, uh, somewhere over the course of the last year, more or less when I realized I was actually growing really fast, I realized I'm more likely to do well as a professional YouTuber than get a job as like an actually well-paid and happy artist. So, so I, I got a question from yet one 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 one. Do you know about oh. the deep web? Ugh. Do you know about that? I know about. Is it, it. is this dark territory? Uh, is this the weird part of the internet we're talking about? Well, this is the part of the. The stuff that we don't want to touch with, like, a mile-long pole. Yeah. Oh, is it banned sites? Like, stuff that doesn't come up in search results because it's all yeah. illegal stuff? Generally, yeah. Oh, I thought it was the weird part of the internet. Oh, that's less, no. that's less fun. No. Yeah, Deep Web I, is, like, I love like the weird part of the internet. It scars your, it scars your brain. Yeah. Like, you, space you see things cool. eating and fucking things that shouldn't be eating and fucking things. <laughs> Yeah, but that, like, if you search for that, that'll show up. That is not Deep Web. No, no, yeah. I, I thought we were I thought we were just talking about the more interesting part of how weird things get. Like, uh, TLE's friend that makes that art that we talked about on WoW. Uh, yeah. Better yet, question from uh, Shadow Scythe. Question for both of you. Is there a game that has made you put down your controller and walk away from your keyboard and mouse in frustration or anger? I've actually got a question for you. How far are you, how far have you gotten in Mushroom Eleven? Uh, we don't. We're not. I've never played it. Oh, so that was not a Patreon video that no. you had to do. No, the winner was Undertale. Oh. Okay. Well, it that's was in a first good place choice. for a little while there, and I wasn't very happy about it. But it got crushed ultimately. Um, it, it got crushed, even though you probably put it on there, Shadow Scythe. I think you little fuck. Um. Last game that made me move walk away from the com computer, the game, the console in anger was a uh, Bloodborne. Actually, several times during the last DLC, <laughs> there's two very hard boss fights in that thing, and I just had to like leave and come back later over and over again. I want to play Bloodborne, but at the same time, I don't want to. <laughs> you don't want to do it that. to yourself. Like <laughs> I like that kind of gameplay, but I really, really like not getting stuck on something for hours on end um every dark I, souls game has done that to me except except demon souls maybe that's why i like it so much <laughs> i actually yeah n now that i've mastered the smelter demon uh the rest of dark souls has actually gotten really easy for me oh yeah uh ancient dragon made made us rage quit and then we came back and i aced it on the first fight do you know the trick for that fight run towards the tail uh, well, that that's for escaping the fireball, but uh, with the uh, just for the fight in general, if you keep running up to his feet and standing between his toes, that'll bait him to keep stomping at you over and over again. So you run up to his foot, so he tries to stomp on you, and you just run to his other foot while he's stomping over there, and you can just keep poking his each of his foot each, each of we his feet alternating. That. It didn't work. Yeah, I don't know how that would work in co-op. Yeah. I don't know how well, his like, AI will do in that bird, situation. Bird died, so I started trying to do it, 
and then he breathed fire on his grundle and then oh yeah La last year that was a case of me utterly giving up on a fight for like a day or so because in vanilla dark souls which I th dark souls 2 which i think you played also originally mm -hmm. did you beat it yeah no well i beat vanilla dark souls 2 i didn't beat the dlc yeah but, but so you already know about the, the fact that that area made you fight all the way through it or run all the way yes. through it so like on top of it being a really tough boss fight that could kill you in one hit with basically anything you had to go through one of the most difficult areas in the entire game. Yep. So, like, I, I had a frustration. I kept finding, like, paths to try to run through it all and escape it all. And, yeah. like, one of the biggest fuck-ups that, was that there was a door that was closed halfway through and you had to open it. And the slow door an yep. animation, you yep. can't speed up at all. But I, at one point, I gave up and summoned two people. And we went through the portal. They both got shot by the initial fireball and died. I'm like, I, yep. I can't deal with this. I eventually beat the uh, ancient dragon by farming everyone to death. Yeah, that's just, what we and did. Then actually, just doing runs on the boss. Like there that's... were no enemy. Um, there were there were none of those big knights left. Yeah. by the time we killed them on both sides, and the, the other guys were neutral to us. Scholar, though. Though, oh, were the were the, yeah the little dragon knights were actually like violent, weren't they? The, everyone in, in the entire place attacked you in the original yeah. game, but in the in in Scholar they just kind of hang out and watch, and you so basically just we have, in, you have to fight those giants. And if you run past the giants, they attack you because you're dishonorable. We ran into a really weird bug where if birds summoned me after I killed the ancient dragon, they'd all get pissed and come running from anywhere on the level. Fun. Yeah. So at one point, it's like you got uh, grave lorded. Yeah. At one point, we tried. Uh, we tried summoning me right next to the boss portal. Hmm. They bottlenecked us. That would be bad. Be, yeah, it was really bad. It was hilarious. And that's when we stopped. So did you, uh, you guys see. eventually took him down, though? Right, you, you said you yeah, started him, you uh, got him the next session immediately, right? Getting Bird to survive that fight was the challenge. <laughs> um, Because I, I got really good at it. So the final time we fought it, I fought the dragon, bird stood at a distance, and we won. Like, just at the very rim of the entire uh, Dragon I mean, Ball Z platform? It's, it's, it's really easy to stay away from it. If you're on the opposite end, or like a reasonable distance away, the dragon will not hit you. And what? you can just kind of watch and or shoot arrows if you had a bow. When you were on um, the platform, did you find yourself looking for Kami? <laughs> like, it's no. the exact place, right? Mr. Po. It Mr. Is, yeah, like, it is totally that giant... It weird is. disc of tiles. I'm like, this is this is a place jumping in Dragon up, Ball Z. It's weirding me out. <laughs> jumping off that platform is really fun, by the way. Because mm. you hit stuff on the way down and it looks really cool. Hmm. I want to go back there and leap off at some point. Because it's enjoyable. I recently found out a weird, like really specific like the specific numbers between those dragons on the way there. Because in the in Dragon Shrine, or is it called Shrine? The place that has all the dragons uh, in it before the boss. <laughs> Uh, yeah, apparently I don't there's like remember. specific numbers where if you break three eggs, that all the dragons start doing flying attacks instead of staying on the ground, and if you break ten eggs, they destroy the bridge when you're crossing it. It's like there's actually yeah. there's specific specific values for those. Yeah, bird ran into that, uh, which was amusing. I uh, guess moving away from Dark Souls, do either of us have a sweet spot we want to hit with our channels? A sweet spot between a hundred thousand, less than a million. No, I'll take them all. Probably. <laughs> yeah, sort of. I, I will take literally my... all the money. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. 
No, it's true. <laughs> like I just see a it lot can only of... make your life easier. No, it's true. I just see a lot of like really large YouTubers get like shoot up really fast and then burn because their genre dies or you know what whatever made them famous is gone. Oh yeah. Like Call of Duty Thankfully, channels. RPGs ain't going nowhere. <laughs> yeah, RPGs, roguelikes, and indie games are pretty safe bets. But there's uh, a guy, Woody, Woody's Gamertag. You used to be one of the biggest YouTubers out there. And now he gets maybe 10 times the views that I do. Tops. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Although, is that did he shrink or did everyone else get way bigger? He, sh- he shrunk. Okay. Like he's over a million now. I was going to say, like, old days big would, like, not even be comparable to nowadays big, for example. Yeah, but, like, his views proportionally are really bad for, like, his sub count. Um, In fact, like, sometimes I think, it's like, I wonder if I would actually be slightly better off from, like, a view ratio if I hadn't done Holy Potatoes Weapon Shop. Because you got a huge spike of subscribers for something that doesn't represent your normal content? Yeah, because I don't do a whole lot of, uh, I don't do a whole lot of Tycoon games because there's only so many of them. Like, and I tried the, Programmer they Manager. The same and they, if you play them back-to-back? Uh, sort of. Like, there are some really good ones. Uh, like, Empire TV Tycoon, Holy Potatoes Weapon Shop, Game Dev Tycoon. Um, those are all, like, wildly different titles, and they're really fun to play. Um, but they only come out once every couple of months, and it's just like... Yeah. Hmm. I mean, that's the contrast between my channel and Sad Games, for example, is... Two of the most popular shows ever on my channel are basically like Dark Souls 2, Scholar of the First Sin, and like Wasteland, which are pretty representative yeah. of what I do. But on Sad Games, our most popular stuff was a Saints Row the Third character creator video, a bunch of videos yeah. for Artemis, a spaceship building simulator, uh, a spaceship si- uh, s- ship, a yeah. br- oh, bridge simulator, and, uh, and fucking Tokyo Jungle, <laughs> which are just like... We we especially the Artemis and Tokyo Jungle we love we enjoyed making those but man they, those don't exactly help us get more views when we're doing like our let's make fun of another Sonic game series <laughs> which is more, like a lot of what we would do on that channel like sometimes something completely unrelated to what you normally do can take off which is great for technically getting you more exposure but it gives it gives you a false sense of how much growth you're getting because a lot of them won't care about what you're making yeah. You got to avoid that diversity, that diversity, but you also got to yeah. keep that diversity. You just got to figure out exactly yeah. the sweet spot of not getting too much diversity or you're yeah. in trouble. You got to either diversify or hope to tell your voice is amazing. I mean, you don't even need to have a good voice. You just need to be worth listening to for some reason. 90% of having a great voice is having good audio equipment and editing. Yeah. Because uh, people like, on sad the games, difference... people said that my voice was awful and annoying, and on my channel, people say that my voice is sexy, and I don't know how. Like, <laughs> I got yeah. I got a different microphone, and I compress my audio, and I level it properly. And if you ever get the chance, you should actually try upgrading even further past the snowball. Oh yeah, like the audio difference between the snowball and the Yeti is amazing. And when I made the upgrade, I felt so much better about my commentary because I sound better. Uh, but yeah, a lot of, a lot of people, yeah, skimp on the microphone. I had some guy arguing with me that a $10 Logitech microphone was Uh, just as good as my Yeti. People use headset microphones. Like, I mean, sometimes it works, Turtle Beach thing they picked up for Call of Duty. (laughs) 
Yeah. I once saw someone Let's Playing with a throat microphone. I don't know what they were expecting. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, are you trying to, like, Let's Play as, like, a smoking, like, surgery victim? I don't know. Uh, we're going to have someone Let's Playing through the hole in their throat. <laughs> uh, Kalaye? Is there a not well? He says non-console RPG, but he says is there a non-console RPG game you'd recommend playing except for D and D and Shadowrun? Witcher um, three, Dragon yeah, Age Inquisition. Witcher three, Dragon Age Inquisition, Dark Souls two, Dark Souls one, Dark Souls two, Scholar of the First Sin, uh, Legend of Grimrock two, Legend of Grimrock two, Legend of Grimrock two, <laughs> uh, Cro Chroma Squad. Oh, does that count? Sure. Kind of counts, yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a tactical RPG. I yeah. put it in the same vein as um I guess it's closer to XCOM, but it's got some RPG mechanics because you're kidding your characters out with progressive equipment, choosing abilities, putting points places. Hmm. Um Oh yeah, Pillars of Eternity. It's also just really good. Yeah. Oh, Pillars of Eternity is good. Divinity Original Sin. Right, Divinity. Uh, like and Divinity, Divinity Original Commander, Sin probably. makes Uh <laughs> You didn't like Dragon that one? Commander's it, well, it's not an RPG. It's, oh, it's uh, not? It's an RTS. Oh. Yeah, it's an RTS. Yeah. Never mind. It's got a fantastic dialogue thing in terms of, like, just talking to the characters. It feels really good, even though your choices are bland and uninteresting. It still feels good. I heard it was uh, but I then, heard it was part strategy combat game, part kingdom, uh, like kingdom ruling simulator, and part dating sim. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is much. kind of, yeah, that's great. Yeah, um, I I loved it, except for the moment I got into the gameplay, and then I hated it, and we tried playing it, and I actually deleted all of my, like, backlog footage for that, because I know I never had any interest in finishing the series. Oh, yeah. Cause it happens. Uh, eventually, like, it becomes viable to auto-calculate battles, and then it becomes better to auto-calculate battles, because... The RTS section is just so bad; it's not even worthwhile. But the talking to people felt oh, stuff felt really good, even if oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I've heard really weird things about the arcs you can take in that game, like almost like yeah. Undertale levels of weird. Yeah, it, yeah, for some and for not. Well, yeah. I mean, there's the <laughs> elf chick that you can have like just sleep around with your entire crew, and it gives you massive morale bonuses. Um, interesting go or the on unde the undead <laughs> chick who has this like weird degenerative disease that is going to kill her even if you know whatever but you can you can like spend a lot of money and resources to cure her but this turns her into like a human sort of she's kind of like a she, she's a succubus succubus I don't even know how to I've never actually heard that said so I have no succubus? idea. Yeah, that's normal. Yeah. Okay. Or succubus. Uh, but you turn her into that, in and plural. her entire <laughs> family just, like, turns on you because you ruined her. Whoops. By saving her life and turning her into a fleshy being, which is hilarious. And the lizard chick's like a lawyer. She's really boring. They're asking about audio editing stuff. Uh... I don't do any audio editing. I just use uh, Premiere and or Sony uh, Vegas, depending. I would say most of audio, 
the most important stuff about audio editing comes down to having a proper quality recording to begin with. Yeah. Like, I, it, it generally I, involves turning down the volume on the microphone or getting yourself the right distance from the microphone. You don't want to be like touching it and up and up close to it. Cause then every noise you make is going to clip your audio and you can't fix that in editing, but you can't be too far away. Cause you sound distant and echoey and bad. Like if you watched yeah. our old dark souls co-op stuff, me, we found out at some point that I, I think it was either, was it, it was either Radian or spider was using the same microphone as me, but sounded terrible. And it's, and we even found that eventually that TLE was using the same microphone as me, but sounded terrible. Because neither of yeah. them were the right distance from the microphone. You want to be about I'd a repeat... hand length from a lot of the microphones. Yeah. It also depends on the microphone. Like, yeah. my Yeti, I can be, like, right now I'm a good foot away from my microphone, and I can be, like, two, three feet, and I'll still sound good, maybe a little bit distant, but the audio quality is still fine. Um, but, I mean, obviously, the higher grade you get, the better you're going to get. Yeah, look, is it look picks up, up the other difference noises. between dynamic and the other... Condenser. And condenser microphones, yeah. And you'll learn about what the right distance is to be. But the biggest thing is getting a decent quality recording that doesn't have background noise and doesn't clip. Because yeah. if the if it's too quiet, you can easily normalize it and stuff like that to get the audio back up. But if it's too loud and clipping and distorting, you can do nothing to save that for the most part. But then from there, Actually, you could do stuff like uh, getting the right audio level and balancing it against the game or compressing and stuff like that. Yeah. I actually make fun of myself for saying I live in a basement, but, like, my room has one window that I've currently got boarded up with uh, insulation foam, one door, and is nowhere near the rest, like, of anywhere else where people would be. So I have, like, the perfect isolated environment for YouTubing. It's really nice. And I don't have to do audio editing as a result. Yeah. I up When I got my new computer, I specifically went for things that would make it quieter. <laughs> Yeah, because my my system noises were going to be having the problem. Right now, the biggest source of noise I get is when I'm playing a PS4 game. Yeah, certain games will make that the fan lose disc. its goddamn mind. Uh, Destiny bothers me because I can hear the disc spinning, and it's the loudest noise I ever no. have to deal with. And it's just like <laughs> that's not how consoles work actually anymore. The Xbox so, One and PS4 only check the disc to authenticate to launch the game. It's all weird, running up the hard drive, so you're you're getting you're just getting the fan noise and stuff like that, and hard drive noise. But it doesn't make the same noise when I'm playing Bloodborne, which I downloaded. Oh yeah, it, it's totally inconsistent. This guy, uh, that's weird. Because um, it's only Destiny. Like the two big right. the two big ones for me were Until Dawn would make my fan freak out, and if no. I was playing Assassin's Creed Unity, if I ever if I ever paused the game and left it paused, the fan would freak out. Weird. A lot of some certain games as pause menus make the game freak out. Like it's almost as if the game's trying to run at 500 frames per second or something and over processing. I don't know. But like so, stuff just freaks it out. Uh, let's see. In chat, uh, Sniper's been really patient about this one. Tabletop RPGs or tabletop games in general? Do you play much? Um. I played like two and a half campaigns of Dungeons and Dragons 3.5, one session of Shadowrun, and like half a campaign of Vampire the Masquerade for tabletop RPGs. And tabletop games, uh, I actually would go like midway through geology, we're like, hey, we're having a summer break here. We need to start hanging out with each other when we're off school and everything. So we would actually meet every single week to do tabletop games. And that led to. Actually, the the house I currently live in, we eventually met this person and 
and started playing games here and he has a massive tabletop collection and I ended up moving into this house when I got my job. So nice. yes, tabletop. Lots of especially I'm a, I'm especially a fan of uh I'd say one of my, one of my favorite one of my favorite top, tabletop games are actually games where that it leads to people deceiving and arguing with each other in many cases or games that are really heavy on points. So basically resistance and Carcassonne. Hmm. Have you ever played I Resistance? I see if there's a good... I've never played Resistance. No. I've it... played a little bit of Carcassonne. Problem is, I the only person I know that I live near at this point is Crafty Gnomes, and that's not exactly productive. Um, oh yeah, trying to but... get a group together is awful. Yeah. You can just be doomed. Yes. I have a copy uh, of Elder why... I haven't played in two years. <laughs> which is why I really love... Space Food Truck and Armello because they're online board games. Absolutely. And I can That's play exactly them. exactly what they are. So good. Even if, you know, Space Food Truck makes us want to die by the end and Armello kills friendships, it's so much more fun because I get footage out of it. It mostly works. Yeah. And... That's the kind of thing that makes me want to have, like, an online Twilight Imperium. Yeah. You know, uh, you know what that one is, right? That nightmare? Vaguely. Yeah, it's you basically told me about civilization it. in space in the form of a tabletop game you play for eight hours. Yep. And it's amazing. And it is a commitment. <laughs> It'd be kind of fun to do. It's fantastic, though. Uh, uh, Keith, you should play RPG Maker and make a game to only describe Wander in every way possible. Willing to do that? Uh, that falls right in the same territory of like MOBAs and Hearthstone and roguelikes of like... I don't have the time. Don't have to time. Like just sit there and learn something for countless hours, just to, for like yeah. a joke, basically. I'm. I don't have free time. Yeah. Like, either of us do. Like both of us run let's play channels that don't make enough money to support us financially, so we have other shit we do during the day. I keep getting like, I keep getting these like really nice spikes of growth, and then they level off really hard, and I'm like, ah, just like, just like. The struggle's 20, real. <laughs> yeah, I know. Have I hit 12.5 yet? Probably not. Really close. Cards Against Humanity is great. Cards Against Humanity is okay. Cards Against uh, Humanity has diminishing returns. Yeah, it's really fun, but later. Let's see, will we do Monopoly, Xbox Live? No one owns Xboxes except for Keith. No one likes Monopoly. Yeah, Monopoly's really <laughs> let's, boring. I let's would start with that bullet point. <laughs> it's true. That's the I last much... board game we'd want to play. So, <laughs> if we ever have a group of four people together in one area, we are playing the shit out of Dokopon. Yeah. And then we are going to have to, like, find some way of repairing our friendship afterwards. Uh, I, have you played Dokopon I'm very Kingdom? resilient to fucking with people and getting fucked with by people. I've yeah. Ha I've had too much Mario Party to not be that, that way. Yeah. It's just imagine if Mario Party took like 20 hours to complete. Yeah. And you could just utterly fuck someone over for the next like three hours worth of gameplay. And they could never recover from it potentially. That's kind of Twilight Imperium actually. Yeah. <laughs> Although uh, that game's not random in the way that I think Dokopon might be in some, <clears throat> in, uh, some Dokopon ways. Is, Dokopon is kind of random, but effectively my brother was this like really overpowered mage and anytime I'd set foot outside, he would just nuke me from orbit, killing me instantly uh, with these spells that he had been collecting because he found a really good place to get them. 
So I eventually hid in a cave with a casino and sat there gambling for seven hours straight, more or less of gameplay while reading books. Because uh, all I had to do was just keep mashing the A button because it just more or less kept gambling whenever it was my turn. Whoops. And, and then the end of the game rolls by and I've just amassed such a huge fortune that nobody had a chance against my just like madcap gambling funds. My brother you're, you're was always a joy to play that. multiplayer games with. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I could, I couldn't do anything else, but it was fun for the because. So there's a secret class that you can only get from gambling, and I never got it, and mm. I was just so doggedly trying to get it because it was good, and I never did, and it hurt. So I ended up winning the game because of it. I don't know. That game was um, really fun though. On the Cards Against Humanity topic, because I just I'm staring at it in chat still. Uh, they're talking about it being. An enabler for fun and stuff. I, th- I think the biggest thing that kills the humor in that game is if you ever ma- play with more than a really small number of people, is that you just have one person reading a question and then like six answers to that question, and it there's no flow to it, there's no delivery to it, and it's just kind of awkward and checklisty I'd rather, at some point. I I'd rather play. Oh, what is it? What's the one that you have from the uh, Jackbox people? That's really good. Quiplash. 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 Yeah. Okay, when Quiplash we don't and play Drawful that at, are like, fantastic. Yeah, as long as we don't play them at 5 a.m. And oh, yeah. our senses of humor are broken. <laughs> that was miserable. Uh, I would love to do that again. See, what is your favorite D&D setting? Um, I've do never you... actually played in a specific setting. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I don't think I... I don't think I know D&D settings. I know all, really? Forgotten Realms and Eberron have never messed with any of the other ones, except for, I guess there was sort of a generic D&D setting for a while, but it was kind of meaningless. I think um, I, I know the fact that there's a game, I know there's Forgotten Realms games, I think by Bioware or something. Like, yeah, so for, that's Forgotten all I know Realms about is, it, is that it's been a name before. Forgotten Realms is a specific world, so like the Baldur's Gate games takes place within the Forgotten Realms. Yeah. Uh, same with Neverwinter. Um... And that's kind of their, like, official setting with, like, very specific lore and cities and gods and stuff. Yeah, and... my, my issue is I don't, I don't think I've played very much of any of the games that take place in D&D settings or played very much of said D&D settings themselves. I've, the most I've done yeah. is played 3.5 itself with, like, uh, pre, I, played, I played some pre-made campaigns, but those weren't really, I don't think those were really settings. It was just a yeah. campaign within the regular D&D. Or I played I w- a kick-ass druid. I would love to play D&D with, like, a YouTube group at some point. And currently I'm doing it with Bird, but the campaign is so dry that I can't imagine airing the footage would do me any good. And yeah. my brother bugs me about it because he's the DM, but it's like... I'm not even sure if I like the campaign, and I'm, therefore <laughs> I'm not really sure if I'm going to put it on... If we ever so did playing... a D&D campaign together, I think I would upload it in massive chunks the way that Geek yeah. and Sundry does, where it's like, here's I... a three-hour video. Yeah, I would I would have the weekly video we'd record on Fridays or something like that, and then it will go up on Saturday, unedited, and just, that's it. Yeah, because that's what D&D is. You could yeah. edit it to something smaller, but you need to have, like, you basically at that point need sta- a staff that edits video, because that is, at that point such an archive of video to edit down to an interesting episode, it's like editing a reality television show. Yeah. And that'll never get done. Yeah. It's hard to present D&D in an interesting fashion, though, from what I've found. Like, it's kind of fun to play D&D, but it's really hard to do, like, a D&D game that I'd want to show to other people. Yeah. 
I'd probably have to DM if that was the case. I, I, I think definitely wish people could have seen some of the stuff that I've done before in D and D. Yeah, I've had no, some that's good experiences. True. My drone Will we was ever a dick? dress up? <laughs> no, I'm not really no. much of a costume person. In fact, uh, I I have an interesting take on role playing where I don't like talking. I hate I hate role playing. Uh, my current character is a misanthrope that punches people. So you also came up with an excuse to not talk to people. Well, originally I was going to do it. So the problem is I'm kind of a power gamer slash like alpha player. Like oftentimes I'll take control of the campaign because everybody else is useless. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but so for this one, I started doing that. And then I realized Bird and, and Shell are never going to be able to like contribute to the campaign if I do this. So oh, yeah. I took my like lawful lore master style monk and turned him into a wrestling maniac. Oh, that no. That doesn't enjoy talking to people because I realized the only time I should ever actually be doing anything major is in combat because the eighth level cleric's idea of combat is to use his light crossbow with his seven dexterity. Oh, that's like a yeah. negative two. Yeah. That's and Shell doesn't, Shell doesn't have her spell list together and Bird is a ranger specialized for dual wielding that uses a bastard sword. Huh. Two-handed. One of my last characters was the only half-orc in the party, and he was racist. <laughs> yeah. We were, uh, all, we were all together because we had no choice but to complete this mission, or I think we had basically had the something along the lines of, like, Battle Royale exploding collars, basically, <laughs> so we had to do the mission, but I, I hated everyone, so I wouldn't talk to them. But I love role-playing from the perspective of, like character motivation and making decisions and stuff like that and doing things that make sense for your character's personality. I just don't like talking as my character. It, gets, it always feels weird. Yeah, I, I don't like first-person role-playing. It gets really uh, weird and crazy. Um, we had a... Last time I DM'd a campaign, we had one character that like avidly hated the entire party and refused to work with anybody. So that, I think it was like two sessions straight. She's like, I'm gonna go this direction. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and she didn't do anything for two sessions because she'd left the dungeon. Wow. I was like, well, every, like, it takes, what, maybe six hours to clear this dungeon? Probably, I mean, combat is really fast. So, when, unless when I, everybody decides to nap, I guess let's just walk through here. One of my favorite things with my old campaign always was that my DM was really good at just keeping track of weird stuff that was happening in parallel. Yeah. And I would just fuck with him on that topic on purpose half the time. Like, and one of our campaigns, we were in some town, like a modern town. We were, we were doing like modern day D and D. So we were like, Oh, D20 we like, modern. Yeah. Like we had, we had characters and everything that all had like, mon I, like I was playing as a monk, for example, and we had stuff like that, but and like you'd go into a sewer and there'd be skeletons and shit, but the world, but above that, that was like an act, just like an actual city. But he was he was setting the initial stage of like the big crisis happening in the city that was supposed to push us all together and meet each other. And I was just walking the other way, and I was just gonna pick, I was just picked a direction. I was gonna just keep walking into it until he somehow forced me to reunite with the, to actually meet the other characters. If if I were the DM for that, I'd probably warn you that this isn't probably going to end the way you want it to. Yeah. And then you probably wouldn't do anything for the rest of the game until you showed back up. I would just always for play some in character. Because like at, at some point, yeah. someone got attacked in a bar, one of the other characters. 
and the fight ended with him coming out the door covered in blood and stuff like that and i'm like well obviously my character turns around and walks the other way which is what happened <laughs> like it was his yeah. kid to try to bring us together i'm like i'm not walking up to that guy he's covered in blood and it's not his <laughs> it's horrible like it led to I fun situations hate... where like a selfish character would run hate... off to try to steal things and would get into a scuffle with enemies off camera that no one else knows about I also hate the the situation where you have to like try and convince the players to meet up and do stuff. I just force them all to have like a reason why they're together to begin with. And if oh, they yeah. don't have a good one, then I give them a really shitty background and say you can't argue with this because it, I'm not it, dealing with. It's that. hard. It's a hard part of being a DM is you if you let people make well, a bunch of characters from scratch that have different personalities and backgrounds, then how then you have to figure no out some excuse to have them around each other in the first place. And then all go on an adventure together and not, like, just take off. Yep. You basically gotta watch right. Star Wars A New Hope and figure, watch, and keep track of why Han Solo doesn't leave over the course of the first two movies and use those kinds of reasons. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. I've got that on the brain because that's all I've been watching lately. And that's all he tries to do is leave in every scene. <laughs> and something stops him. And that's how you uh, roleplay. Let's see. Uh, let's see what else is there. I'm actually out of questions. I think we've either answered them or they're stupid, like we, dogs we've or cats. We pulled people full into talking about D and D now. Well, yeah, it happens. A lot of people like D and D a lot. Yeah, and I, I mean, I do too. I like I said, if I wasn't running a D and D campaign, I'd probably trying to figure something out. Uh, but it's four hours on Tuesday, and that's four hours I already can't really afford. It's yeah, it's a lot of time for when you're busy and, doing these kind of channels. Yeah. If you want, I could close this off with like a nightmare D and D scenario of a uh, the worst role player I've ever met. Okay. So there's a friend of mine Here, named we'll, Ben. We'll trade. I'll tell you about mine. And Ben, ha over the course of knowing him, basically got banned from every game session that's ever happened. Like for example, during a game of Resistance, he voted against his own team in secret, which is against the rules, just because he felt like seeing what would happen. <laughs> uh, in D and D. I was I my previous character died and I was rejoining the campaign as a druid with shapeshifting powers and I was just sort of secretly spying on them while they were in some jungle temple just as various wildlife and Ben comes right up to this wildlife and attacks it because he knows that it's a player which is not how role playing works because there's already just wildlife just wandering around in the jungle like you don't just attack a random bird you encounter for funsies but one of the the when it hit the breaking point because everyone was tired of all of his bullshit tricks he would always do where he would just he would just ignore the difference between player knowledge and uh, and uh, character knowledge. One of the biggest things that happened is there was a deck of many things, which is a campaign killer. You shouldn't have that anyway. But there was a NPC that drew from the deck of many things and got an NPC subordinate. But that the original NPC died at some point and the subordinate was basically freaking out a little bit. So we we subdued them. And Ben was voting in favor of straight up executing the guy. But the problem is Ben was playing as like a like a a monk that was like lawful good with like a vow of poverty. So like everything about that character was like I'm supposed to always be good and always lawful and always great. And just out of spite, my friend Sid was just being like Darth Sidious and and saying do it in his ear to try to talk him to doing this so he'd finally suffer a consequence for all of his role playing breaking actions. Because if he killed this guy. He would either lose his alignment 
or his or he would lose his vow of poverty so some fundamental part of how his character works would break and he'd be and he would just be devastated at that point and i was mm. i was just sad that i didn't know about his plan or when he was doing it because i was sitting there being logical and explaining to him why why none of the things he's doing make sense but if i had been on that plan i would have totally wanted to see him just dig that hole as far as he could yeah. At some point, you get a you eventually meet a character, a player that you just have spite for in your campaign. Yep. Yep. So I was in kind of the same boat. Uh, so uh, in chat, Sniper GW was calling me out for being a Munchkin. I don't like going to like extended. Well, you've heard that term, right? Oh, for right. A that's D&D what the, player. That's the term that Power the uh, it's the term that the uh, card game is based around. Uh, yeah. So. Sort of, the card game doesn't really touch into, like, what Munchkinry really is, but it's effectively, like, true Munchkinry is rules lawyering your character so hard they're unbeatable. Oh, Um, yeah. So going into, like, extended codexes for feats that, like, work with things that just get stupid. Like, in Pathfinder, there's a bunch of uh, grapple feats, and if you take all of them, you end up with an extra, like, plus 30 to grapple checks. Um, And Uh so, yeah. (laughs) Uh, so I've actually been taking them for my campaign, but we're tempering them all, so they're not nearly as overpowered. So, like, one of them literally just lets you wrestle two people at the same time and do other stuff at the same time. Like, it gives a whole slew of benefits, and it's like, it's really overpowered for one feat. Let's split it up into two. Um, like, double the cost or something? You Kind of, yeah. Um, and that's a little bit more reasonable. Uh, but, so I had a... I had a, a munchkin that had a had a hard-on for torturing everybody else, if that makes sense. So for so for uh, one of his characters, his favorite character, uh, that he tried introducing repeatedly and we hated, was this... He was like a sorcerer or something like that, but he had like this really weird prestige class that effectively let him make intimidate checks anytime he spoke, looked at somebody, or cast a spell, more or less all the time, every round. Uh, Because his character wouldn't shut up. Um, But if you're the subject of an intimidate check, you would take damage. And if you failed the uh, resistance to it, you take more damage. Um, So effectively, every round that we were in combat or having dialogue, uh, we'd take about 5 to 10 damage. What a weird Um, mechanic to just even have. Yeah, it's from the, like, Dragon Magazine, and it, was, it would be great if you were, like, you know, using this against enemies, but he specifically was going out of his way to make sure that he was hitting, like, the party members, and so I had a, uh, I had a ranger with a really high perception check, and so eventually I'm like, you know, can my character, like, figure out that, the, like, it's whenever he talks that we take damage, because he was, like, bluffing and making making sure, and he failed the bluff check. <laughs> and I succeeded the perception, so my character knew that this guy was effectively killing us slowly. Great party uh, member there. Yeah, and so I had a plus, like, seven mighty bow. Like, I was an incredibly strong ranger for whatever reason. I shot him with, like, six arrows at once, <laughs> obliterating his character, because he only had 30 hit points, because he put all of his points into charisma. Uh, and he had, like, a six constitution. Because uh, nobody could attack him because he just intimidated them out of doing it. And so my character was out of uh, audio. Like, I was hiding in the rafters and I just shot him from, like, 100 feet away where he couldn't talk to me. You, you had a kill grave in your party. Yeah. Wow. Okay. It was it was 
like the character was interesting, but he but they needed were being to a die. Dick about it. Oh yeah, absolutely. He was always a dick. Like um, he would go out of his way to fireball everyone, even if he didn't need to. Huh. Um, like if we were fighting a single target, he had fireball and lightning bolt, and he'd always use fireball. I would just build and characters like, that seemed fun. Yeah, he well for for him, fun was uh, abusing other people. Fun was nightmares. <laughs> yeah, more or less. Yeah, like I had a. Like at one point I had a strength melee dual wielding uh, half orc hunter, and at some point, like the most fun I've ever had with D and D actually was playing as a druid that I kind of modeled after like Full Metal Alchemist. So I basically I took the uh, the shape shifting perk that means you have no companion, but you can shape shift like crazy, yeah. like you're an animorph or something with no like restrictions. But the the big focus was that I took like wood shape and earth shape and metal shape and stuff. So yeah. I could just move walls. So I would yep. basically tunnel my way through the environments that we were playing levels in and just create my own solutions to problems and just infuriate the GM. S- or the stone, DM. S- stone to mud or whatever that one is is really fun in dungeons. Oh, yeah. I I had a level 15 cleric once and we we're going through this dungeon and we found out from like detect magic or something like that that we were directly above the like chamber. I'm like is there anything like it's just stone, right? I'm like, and the DM's like, yeah. It's like, okay, I'll just make a tunnel. <laughs> and it really like, pisses well, them off. There's there's a wall of force blocking your way, and we dispelled it with a greater dispel and just <laughs> dropped down, bypassing the entire dungeon. They always there's want the to create moss. excuses to stop you, and it doesn't work. Yeah, I mean, sometimes they just D- DM law it, but in this case, the DM was like, all right. You've managed to do things that I did not expect. Bravo. Yeah, my, our, one of our DMs created this massive castle with the entire wall covered in these uh, orc archers that were all going to fire on us, and they had, they had longbows, and they were, we were going to have to like make our way like 300-style through all these shots. I just went into my wolf form that has absurd movement speed, run, ran around the corner of the building so I was out of line of sight, shaped the wall open, and just walked inside... And I realized I was inside their armory where all of their weapons were stored. So I summoned three bears and just kind of waited. And upstairs, they, they actually were... He was rolling so poorly, he actually was critically missing with some of the orcs. And the way we would interpret that is if, if an enemy critically misses, usually it would involve like something about their weapon breaking or being dropped and lost or something like that. So these dumb orcs were snapping their bows and have, coming down to the armory to find a new one. And getting mauled by four bears. <laughs> and that's how that's that encounter went. <laughs> D&D's really fun. It's it's so open to shit happening that no one is no, no one expects to happen, basically. And that's why it's interesting. Yeah. That's basically why is... Twilight Imperium's cool, too. Is because it's just a bunch of complicated rules to make a cool, like, goal-oriented yeah. mechanic system happen. Where a bunch of players happen. But the entire interesting think, thing isn't even who wins, but what everyone does to each other. I think if I was ever to actually do like a real D&D campaign, I'd almost rather it be like in person with an omnidirectional camera. Because I know Funhouse did that and it looked really cool because you oh, could yeah. actually drag the YouTube video around and look at, you know, every position. And all you need to do is get the, really expensive hardware. Yeah. Like I said. But all those if pipe I ever dreams, do it. right? Yeah. Well, I mean... I need to Eventually. figure out how to get proper backlighting first and a uh, set up a microphone for podcasting that doesn't cover part of my face half the time when I'm sitting in the wrong position. 
I think we're probably good to close it up, though. Our disorganized, yeah, probably already I've, twice as long as planned podcast. Yeah, I've copied. I've copied over a couple more questions that popped up, but we'll we'll do them next time. Yeah, uh, definitely next time. Yeah. Thanks for coming by, everyone. This has been an experiment of two yeah. guys talking and a weirdly large number of people spectating that internet's yeah. internet's a weird place. <laughs> We're just having casual conversation, basically, and that's our podcast. Yeah, it works. <laughs> yeah, there's like there's almost do, forty so. people watching between our two streams right now. Yeah. However, that happens, and there's going to be hundreds of views on this video, whether they watch the whole thing or not. And it's two guys yeah. talking. Two guys. Well, two or at least one person that those people like. Given, but uh, yeah, internet's weird. Uh, thanks for coming by, guys. Be sure to come by next time. We'll have announcements up or something, hopefully. Yeah, and I'll probably you publicize can a little bit better, too. Oh, yeah, and uh, if you're watching this video and you've made it this far, congratulations. Uh, leave a comment on the video with your questions for the next week is the reasonable way to handle this, because then we can look yes. at last week's podcast on our channels to see more questions for next week, and maybe at some point we'll have a format for this. Yes, and a name, maybe. Yeah. If we do this more than three times oh yeah leave comments on what the name should be yes i expect a lot of uh comments on each of our channels that are completely biased in favor of one person's name that doesn't even include the other person in any way <laughs> fishbot fishbot <laughs> fishbot oh god <laughs> bring that one back it would just I be mean... i'm okay with having another layer of people being confused by my name it's it never stops anyway <laughs> <laughs> Kef, like... Kef, keith Sebastian SB. Wanderkoof. Seabass. <laughs> that sounds really problematic. Wanderkoof. That sounds so problematic. Yeah. I just... <laughs>